This episode of Tech Kamasala is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter the coupon code POD124 to get 10% off on all hosting plans. Go to GoDaddy.TheIndicast.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Tech Masala, a technology podcast from an Indian perspective. Uh, this, is a, this is episode 17 for June 21st, 2009, Browser Bytes. I'm your host, Saket, and with me I have Aditya. Hey, guys. So, so there we are. So, uh, we're just back from uh, a Twitter meetup, by the way. Yeah, we're back from a Twitter meetup. It was quite interesting, and uh, we met a lot of good people. And uh, today is also Father's Day, in fact, so uh, we've been spending some time... Uh, with our families. That's right. Yeah. So my entire family had actually got, to, you know, were together. And um, since this Twitter meetup was already planned, etc., I had to go there. And But then I went back and uh, met them up. So it's pretty interesting as to how all these, after um, said and done, these are all marketing gimmicks, right? Father's yeah, yeah. Day, Mother's Day, and all those things. Getting us to buy something. Uh, these are just things invented by Archie's and other such companies to get us to spend money, basically. Yeah. So let's not waste time. Let's get into the stories directly. Uh, first up, we have the good news for uh, mobile fans in India. Android is finally coming here. Aha! Now you said. Now you said good news. Are you? Are you? Uh, were you looking forward to for this to happen? Definitely. I mean, I mean, if you look at the smartphone market in India, I mean, we just have uh, we have BlackBerry, but we don't have uh, Android, and we also don't have uh, the Palm Pre. Android coming to India after after more than a year uh, since it was launched is definitely good news. Yes. So LG, Samsung, and HTC are coming out with phones that will have the Android mobile platform on them. So Android mobile platform, just to give a quick overview, Saket is uh, is a mobile platform which is being developed by Google. It's pretty much open and uh, people can develop apps for it. Did I miss anything specific? Yeah, Android is actually backed by the Open Handset Alliance, as you said, and that includes uh, LG, it includes Motorola, Samsung, Acer as well, HTC, uh-huh. Sony Ericsson, and Vodafone. Oh, so see, that's great. Now, uh, from an end user's perspective, it really doesn't, I am not really, uh, you know, as excited as you are. And uh, probably that is going to be the case in case of consumers when you talk, when you look at them as a mass. Uh, Yes, definitely. See, the only reason I'm excited about this is that, uh, I mean, this is actually a serious mobile OS built by a serious company. I mean, HTC has been till now selling all kinds of uh, Windows mobile phones or phones with some uh, proprietary OSs which might look pretty but which are actually horrible. I mean, the same goes for (laughs) Samsung and LG. I mean, I I think that these companies should not be making mobile phones to begin with because (laughs) they're just so bad. The fact that these people are now switching to Android means that uh, you just might have better consumer experiences. And and if you if you really look at this, it was Apple with its iPhone that really kicked off the mobile OS wars, if you will. For a long time, there was nothing but Symbian and Windows Mobile, and suddenly yeah, we, yeah. we 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 see all these Palm Pre coming up. Symbian is also is has started to beef its uh, mobile operating system itself. There is so much activity that is now happening after they realize that. Oh, you know, we we have been completely 
ignoring this mobile actually. yeah exactly now now it is taking over the importance of mobile os is now taking over the computer os maybe i'm i'm hyping it up a bit but in the long run that is what is going to happen no given that mobile platforms are slowly evolving and that uh, it is now possible to pack a lot of power into a standard mobile phone uh, i mean as compared to what you could uh, in maybe in a pc 5 years back i mean this really uh, opens up a lot of avenues in the sense that uh, uh, earlier you were like quite happy with whatever i mean nokia gave you i mean uh, yes. symbian was pretty much like the windows of the mobile phone os market i mean it had the largest uh, market share and it was fairly crappy so uh, from there i mean apple revolutionized uh, in this whole mobile was business with uh, the iPhone and from there I mean Symbian also has been forced to improve uh, their, their operating system and uh, I mean there are certainly now options and it, it, it's looking a lot better yeah and I think uh, there is one critical uh, thing that is missing in all OSs which Apple actually has and I wanted to bring up this uh, this point when we talk about uh, how how Palm Pre is syncing with the iTunes and Apple has me come up with come out with an announcement saying that we might be disabling that that in fact is our next story i mean apple has issued a wheel threat to pump and i mean even though it hasn't said so in so many words uh, the analysts read that and the support for palm tree will soon be going off yeah so what what basically is happening is if you are a palm tree user which is uh, now uh, palm tree is one of the latest handsets to be released by palm which which was what the first company that came up uh, with the actual concept of a smartphone will that be fair to if you say that i think it will be fair to say that yeah so so they they were the guys who were leading the pack and now are trying to catch up so what they have smartly done is that when once you attach Uh, the palm pre using a usb to your mac or a windows uh, machine itunes identifies palm pre as an ipod and then yeah. which basically helps you sync all your contacts all your music videos on to the palm pre which, which i guess uh, apple is not very happy um, about that because it's it, palm pre is in direct competition with iphone uh, let's let's be clear here actually palm pre support was not something apple had on as a feature it is in fact palm pre which is uh, reverse engineered itunes and yeah. then uh, Uh, they actually had kept this feature under wraps because they were uh, they were afraid of exactly the same thing that apple might uh, you know figure out a way to take off support and so on and so forth so mm-hmm. so what's happened now is that palm tree actually has announced uh, direct sync support for itunes and that's what uh, has rankled apple because they've made a statement saying that uh, they have geared the itunes software to be uh, compatible with uh, the ipod the ipod touch and the iphone line of products right. and although some third party manufacturers do claim to support apple uh, itunes i mean apple uh, I mean, I mean, they are in any way not uh, liable to support that, and the future versions of iTunes, uh, I mean, support for these uh, iTunes and these products may actually break in the future versions of iTunes, which means that they may actually do actively do something to stop others from syncing with iTunes. To, to my and mind, first comes Palm, and even BlackBerry offers iTunes sync. In fact, oh, is that so? I didn't know that. BlackBerry does. Yeah, the BlackBerry Bold lists iTunes sync as a feature, as far as I remember. So, I mean, this could be a bad blow for these people. Oh that's awesome I didn't know that about blackberry but but then but then help me help me think about this okay isn't it good for apple if pre users are also using itunes because that is going to lead to people buying music from itunes even even though they might not buy music from itunes i mean 
they can iTunes is getting used as a product here. I mean, this is something which uh, typically a Microsoft would do. I mean, I'm quite uh. surprised that uh, Apple is, you know, going this route. I mean, it's almost like at first. I mean, here they have very popular music player application. And not as if iTunes is helping them to sell iPhones or iPods or whatever. I mean, um, I mean I'm sure people would... Uh, iTunes is just a means to put your content on the iPod. I mean, it's just a tool uh, per se. But... Uh, so, so they, they just don't like other uh, other, uh, other other phones thinking with uh, their solution, and I don't think this is the right way to go. For now, this is only a threat. I mean, let's be clear that Apple has not uh, done this as yet or not mentioned Palm. But if this happens, I mean, this is going to stink, and this is going to stink to high elements. Yeah. So, so what can the user do? The user, what the the option with the user is not to upgrade to the next iTunes. They can stick yeah, with Palmer one. in fact, uh, issued a statement saying that, uh, I mean, if Apple, Apple actually discontinues, I mean, deliberately discontinues support for Palm Handset, this might affect their users and it won't be a very good thing. And they might advise their users uh, not to upgrade uh, uh, the higher version of iTunes. Oh, now, see, now that will not make Apple happy. If they, if they start advising people not to upgrade, that will probably piss them off a little bit more. But uh, another point that I want to put forth is, now, I understand that there is a whole installed base of iTunes users and, you know, you got to, you can very easily tap them. But why isn't Palm, uh, Palm trying to develop something for the pre using Songbird player, which is, again, an open source initiative by the Mozilla Foundation? I think they could. The point that I was earlier making is that it's not that iTunes has helped sell Apple, helped Apple to sell iPods. I think it's the other way around. I mean, you typically go and buy an iPod, and because you don't have any other way to put music on that iPod, that's when you get iTunes. I am convinced that iTunes is an integral part of the whole iPhone experience. Because I just don't need to do anything. I just plug it in. I, it, uh, iTunes actually syncs my entire mail. It, iTunes syncs photos for me iTunes does everything for me. So I think it's a very important part of the iPhone experience. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, so, well, so let's see what... what on, uh, to the next story, in fact, let's move away from this uh, mobile business and coming back to the desktop. We have Opera uh, coming in this week and uh-huh. trying to reinvent the web. <laughs> now let's see what they're going to do. A few weeks ago, I mean, they had made this announcement that they plan to reinvent the web on June 16th. And on June 16th, they actually announced uh, uh, the uh, Opera 10 browser. And with it, they announced uh, an Opera service called Opera Unite. Yep. I don't like when companies say that we are going to reinvent the web. Because that just lifts uh, expectations from the company. And when they come up with come out with something like this, which is which is good, which is nice, nice to have. So what what Opera Unite is is basically it's it's a browser which also has applications built into it. So it's a suite of applications that will allow any user to directly share files, music, and their photographs without having to do any complex configurations. Okay, it can also do provide a chat service and a web server. Now, web server is a big one. And this is what they are calling redefining the web, which to me is, you know, not so much. But then uh, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an average user. I would like to believe that I'm not an average user. For, for an average user, this might be awesome. Well, well, yes, and and not as well because I mean, talking about reinventing the web, I think Opera has also come out with this new terminology called Web 5.0. Oh now, I don't God. know where that came from. Did we skip four? I know what Web 3.0 is. You know, it's all about semantic web and all. But what happened to four? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't even think that there is Web 3.0 per se. I mean, the, I mean, this is just now going too far. But I mean, coming back to the product, I mean, Unite is something which will actually allow people to host content of their own machines rather than a web browser. I mean, the contention that Opera has is that uh, um, the, the standard user of a browser is always relegated to a role where he is forced to act as a client and rather than having any true power. So with Opera Unite, what they plan to do is give powers to the consumers to actually host their content yeah. on their own PC and retain control over it. So it's like you can, uh, if I want to chat with you, I can just simply create a chat room using Opera Unite and generate a URL and just mail you that URL. Now you can access that URL using any browser yeah. and we can actually have a conversation in that chat room. I mean, like that, I can share my pictures, I can I, I can share my music. So there are many things that I can do with uh, Opera Unite and uh, I mean, uh, if it's Although it feels quite cool as a service, I'm sure it will still will be restricted by you know people's uh, upload speeds and I mean, yeah. the whole point of uh, I mean the whole point why we are not hosting our web servers is that I mean it's hard to keep your machine online for you know 24/7. I mean uh, it's not that uh, how to host a web server is something which is top secret information. I mean anybody can actually if they yep. want to uh, host a website from their machine without Opera Unite. But it's just about uh, the, the only the only reason we have web hosts. In places because we don't have the bandwidth, then we, I mean, we, some we, of us I mean, we, it's also about you know the electricity that you're going to be using. Now this is very ungreen technology. For, I mean, imagine you know so far what we are doing is we are providing our files, uploading our files to uh, to a particular web host who is doing everything. Now that web host is actually sharing the power supply, the storage space with other people as well. All right. Now, when you talk about having your own server so that you can share your 15 photos with your relatives, but you got to keep it online continuously, it sounds a bit, uh, what do you say, wasteful, doesn't it? Yeah, a bit too much. And another concern is that typically ISPs in the US and many of them in India, I mean, they, uh, I mean, the upload speed versus download speed yeah, is actually an issue in the sense yep. that uh, your download speed is always more than your upload speed. Now, when you're hosting content like this, I mean, your connection may not be able to hold up in the first place. Right. But but then but, I think. But I, guess, but, but I also think that they're they are really targeting this to the con to 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 the to the mass audience who who will not have a lot of traffic on their on their uh, you know on their computers because it I highly uh, you know, I don't recommend using your desktop as a server. First of all, if you don't know a lot about server technologies, don't do it. That will be because so you are liable to hacking and so on and so forth. I mean, why would you risk yourself like? Yeah, that? exactly. And plus, how much does it? What the cheapest plan that I have seen uh, for web hosting is something like a dollar per month. Is like fifty rupees per month. If you are really into it. Just put down 600 rupees and let someone else take care of it. Yeah? And they also provide you services like chat. They also provide you services like a photo gallery and, and all these things that they're talking about. But, you know, it, I, I really see Opera Unite as a service that is not, that is not needed, but is a good to have, uh, but not really needed, I feel. Another interesting thing is that, I mean, right now, uh, for all practical purposes, you are at the mercy of your web host. Um, uh, and uh, if you use Opera Unite, it doesn't really change much. I mean, you'll just be at the mercy of Opera. And <laughs> as it was seen, uh, when Opera Unite was actually announced, Opera servers themselves crashed because you had a lot of people trying to uh, uh, use it together or uh, trying to download it. 
not good not good i don't think that that gives a lot of confidence uh, to the user because yeah, because finally because happens. finally the url that the that the and that you will be passing on to your friends or whoever it is is going to have opera in it right yeah it will have opera in it so yeah. I, i don't know that sounds so good yeah so it's a long url that you get it, it's username your computer name dot username dot opera unite dot something so it's a long url that you will get but it it's going to be an administrator administrators are not going to like this plus uh, i can see a lot of piracy uh, the music guys are going to be crazy about uh, uh, this thing music yeah uh, just just think about it right? yeah copyright infringement i mean that 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 is being pitched as a cool feature or that that is if if you look at it it it's an awesome feature for for example if you are going to be traveling without your laptop you can put your machine and host all the music uh, files on your machine and then go to a hotel and you can still access your music from there just copy and paste it into your local machine out there so there can be a lot of piracy uh, a lot of piracy can be done using this thing but then in itself opera unite i can i mean enable many things i mean the developers themselves are saying that uh, future implementations could include uh, multiplayer games jukeboxes you know uh, people collaborating on self spreadsheets wikis and what not so i mean uh, uh, yes yes it does sound interesting but then again i mean this is ha- this has uh, got mixed reviews do we do we really need such things it it just goes back to that i mean why don't we keep it simple I don't know I mean people talk a lot about wikis and all those things I've never used a wiki uh, I think wikis are really confusing um but apparently they are you, you might take off a lot of people there because wikipedia is i mean i, I mean no i i mean don't get like me wrong <laughs> wikipedia is good but when wiki when people talk about using wikis to organize events or meetings or things like that it is ridiculous i just can't do it i've been part of it i've tried to do it and i just don't understand Maybe you're not a wiki person. Yeah, I'm probably not a wiki person. Yes. Yeah. So, so moving on to the next browser sto- story. While Opera has, uh, you know, generated mixed reviews with Opera Unite. I mean, Microsoft has been uh, running a PR campaign for IE8, and there is this new contest which is actually practically a disaster. <laughs> this is funny, actually. So what Microsoft thought uh, about doing was initially they started off by hosting a website called. 10 grand is buried here.com uh, so basically what you had to do is follow a twitter account uh, now i'm forgetting what the twitter account name is called um, it is called 10 grand underscore ie8 ie8 so the, that twitter you were supposed to get clues from that twitter account and then go on to find uh, a particular page which was going to be the treasure okay which was going to give allow you to fill in a form which will give you 10000 And, and only the first person to find the obviously form will get the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but the catch was that you it can only be done if you are using IE eight, all right. And if if you got to that page but you did were were not on and were not using IE eight, it would give you a very obnoxious message saying that get rid of um, your current your browser, browser or get lost or something like that, right? So 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 so, so I mean, if you were going using Safari, it will say like. Uh, Uh, it but it can't be found using safari so get rid of it or get lost ah uh, 
so i mean this is very interesting i mean okay while as a marketing gimmick uh, i mean i mean these things are fair far too common on the internet i mean i've seen so many online uh, treasure hunts that i mean first up i mean this doesn't even look original <laughs> but i mean having clauses where i mean people have to uninstall their existing browser and only access that particular web page using ie8 i mean the, the the i mean the the, the rules of the com- competition mention that the hidden web page can only be u- viewed in internet explorer 8 and the entrance entrant must have downloaded ie8 to successfully view the hidden web, web page upon the discovery of the hidden web page the entrant uh, must register his claim so now the point here is that i mean on one side there is talk of web standards that i mean no matter uh, what browser you're using i mean there, there is going to be a certain set of standards they have to be followed and and those standards have to be supported and on the other side of uh, the story i mean here is microsoft telling you that this web page will only open in ie8 now how counter i mean counter intuitive is that yeah well so also this 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 particular competition was started by a person from microsoft australia all right this is actually a campaign uh, from microsoft australia and uh, i don't think microsoft is very happy about it in fact because uh, they have pulled some of the stuff off and in fact uh, funny enough i mean the, the initial page had this line at the end of it that tell your friends it is not as stupid as it sounds so i mean somebody at least uh, kind of admitted <laughs> that there was something stupid about it but then on the other end it, it i mean you are getting money you getting yes, a lot getting, of money they're getting 10 grand i mean one of one of you is definitely getting 10 grand yeah. now even mozilla decided to poke fun at this in fact uh, a mozilla developer came up with a website called uh, 10 grand is buried there.com <laughs> yeah and they and, actually found uh, a bug in it or something yeah they they came came up with a website called 10 grand is buried there.com and on this website they actually posted an aerial shot of a firefox crop circle and they put in a message saying that uh, i mean don't be i mean they, they put in a message implying that don't be motivated by these things and i mean don't compromise on your browser i mean which is actually oh. for firefox i mean according to them oh so so if you go there using a firefox browser that is a message you get oh, no no this is a site which they have separately put up and just uh, shows you a zoomed out view of a firefox crop circle which up with a pop up which says that uh, which in which tells users do not compromise and use firefox or whatever so i mean moving away uh, from this i think uh, the point here is not uh, i mean this contest i mean all of this is really stupid but uh, the bigger point that i want i've been wanting to make is that are these strategies from microsoft uh, are these strategies from microsoft a recurrent theme i mean they have been using money as a motivator for their products uh, for a long time in fact i mean just before this contest there were there, there was talk about uh, uh, microsoft saying that for every copy of ie8 that you download we are going to feed some hungry children or donate to some charity or something like that i mean that then before that you had this uh, uh, you had you had microsoft uh, paying people cash back for using uh, uh, you know the amazon search, search. Yeah, or, or the, the live, live search actually. the live search yes but i think that's a way uh, i think it's fair if you ask me it's fair if you got the money uh, if if you can use it to to trump your competition what's wrong in it no there's nothing wrong in it but i i don't know it i don't think it gives off a great vibe per se i mean uh, if you want to win users i mean make better products isn't that uh, i mean what they should be doing but that see that's the whole pro- that's the whole problem right they're stuck in a branding they're they're stuck in a branding rut whatever they do is going to be bad whatever they do obviously ends up with microsoft is evil now they after vista was a disaster to begin with 
but then they improved it so much and then everything was working fine but yet people kept on bad mouthing vista then they had to finally come up with all sorts of ad campaigns and now they are finally dumping it for windows 7 so no matter what windows does and this is my personal feeling that no matter what windows or microsoft does you know there is always a suspicion that uh, there is something evil being done on there yeah so so i don't know i'll 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 give them the benefit of the doubt uh, this time i think it's fair if they are doing that and and i have no problems if they say download a copy of i8 and we'll feed a poor kid or something like that i don't have a problem that, uh, well, but that just me that just me i'm talking about activism i mean i mean the, the newest activist company on the block is uh, i mean pirate bay which is actually doing a lot of things to i mean i don't know stand out in the crowd is that how you put it i mean uh, they started with uh, 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 starting a campaign against the church of scientology which is mm. like uh, i mean uh, a religion and they're trying to uh, which purportedly swindles people and they're trying to run a fight against that and they've also they're also contributing to this whole uh, fight against uh, in the the iran election controversy right. and i mean and now they are they're, they're coming out with this uh, uh, vpn Uh, which i mean people can pay to become a part of and then do whatever they want to so i mean this is totally unrelated from the previous uh, uh, things but essentially this is like a, a virtual private network which pirate bay is launching yeah. which it plans to make available to its users exclusively and the whole idea being that they can then use it for file sharing purposes oh, so now they are again trading into the same thing where they where they want to build a service which is going to help you trade files but in a secure what they've been doing but i mean it, it looks like they are defiant i mean this is the service that they had announced earlier and i mean it this not that it's something new but now beta trials of this service have already started and around 3000 people are actually using the vpn and you have 180000 people waiting a line to use waiting in line to use it yeah and they also there is a monthly charge i i think isn't it yeah yeah that it costs around 5 euros a month to become a part of this and they have dubbed this i predator with, with, with i mean uh, and this is actually uh, a play on uh, uh, sweden's uh, anti copyright body which is called i pred i mean it's called the intellectual property rights enforcement directive so so they are calling this vpn i predator yeah i think this see these guys are really smart in coming up with these sort of things right now naming their product i pred which is uh, which as you just said is the swedish registry uh, i think they are really smart about this thing but i think the philosophy that they have about doing whatever they want uh, we know whatever they are doing is illegal okay but yeah. we but we still love them everybody loves pirate bay they're just too cool i mean i mean with all their pirate <laughs> flags they, and they, see uh, they, they are cool because they come up with these sort of things by naming their products um, uh, you know they are they are non conformist and people are all, very non conformist I mean, you had those people wearing, waving those pirate flags outside courtrooms, and they had this pirate bus in which they used to travel, and they they, they threw parties, and I, I mean, they are fairly flamboyant. I mean, if, 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 I mean, I think, and that's what makes them cool. Yeah, and in fact, they also have a pirate party, party in the sense a political organization in Sweden yeah, yeah, that they yeah. have formed, and which which they have created. to to fight against and i am reading this off of uh, wikipedia here it strives to reform laws regarding copyright and patents uh, and the agenda also includes you know strengthening right to privacy which is actually the what what the product does for you 
both on the internet and everyday life and they actually received 7% of total swedish vote in the 2009 european parliament election yeah they actually won a seat <laughs> so how how crazy is that I so totally want to live in Sweden. I, mean, I so totally want to have a party like this, and I would so totally want to vote. So you want to live in Sweden just so that you can vote for the pirate party? Definitely. I mean, I mean, you need these cool politicians. I mean, they are the future. Yeah. So there is something about about pirate bee that attracts you. You know, uh, and I still have to figure out what because I know whatever they are doing is illegal, and uh, they also got got into trouble with uh, for, for doing that. So. But yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Okay. Uh, uh, moving on. Uh, the last story for the uh, for this show. I mean, oh. Adobe has uh, beefed up uh, Acrobat.com. I mean, this is a service that they have been uh, mm. uh, running for a while now, and now it is directly positioned to take on both Google Docs and obviously Microsoft since they are in the office of the business. Now, how smart is it move? I mean, they are they are trying to go against Microsoft and Google. who who are already at each other's uh, throats throats uh, yeah. and these guys want to get into this uh, i just don't see the see the point in why they want to get away from their core products which are i mean the products that are making money for example uh, the acrobat reader and flash the flash is flash we you know one really uh, what do you say No, I mean they own the PDF copyright. Of course, I mean they they are the people behind the PDF format, and I think they they think that they uh, given that they have to be into the document business. Exactly, and and what I want to bring out is that uh, uh, you know in this whole web revolution uh, that has happened, the web 2.0 especially, uh, especially the importance of Flash has been huge. Okay, if you talk about um, what uh, what youtube has done or the applications that have come which are which at the bottom use flash you can you can just name so many for example slide share youtube all the video sites have this and uh, you know uh, now they are they are going to be using flash to build this online office space isn't it Yeah, they already have this online office space in uh, for for a while now. But I mean, now it is coming out of beta. I mean, they just released the presentation program uh, last month. I mean, they had obviously word processing programs out there, but they last month they released a program for creating presentation files. And uh, now they have added spreadsheet spreadsheet functionality. And on top of that, I mean, there is uh, I mean live chat and things like that. So which actually makes it a fairly complete uh, suite. And it also it it is also quite formidable, just as you said, because it is made in flash i mean there is a ui which is a lot more richer than what google docs yeah. would possibly offer you and secondly because it is in flash i think it can get cached locally yes yes and uh, now now i don't know whether uh, do you think that uh, do you think they are targeting the, the 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 consumer section or do they i get a feeling that they want to go to the uh, enterprise uh, enterprises with uh, this particular technology because Uh, i know a lot of companies who want to get move away from microsoft office because yes there are i mean i mean while acrobat.com is free and shall remain free for people like you and me they are actually rolling out i mean with this announcement of getting out of beta they are also rolling out corporate services when yeah. there are like uh, um there are like plans that have several levels in the sense that there is a basic plan which can go for i mean for $15 a month and then again there's a higher plan which goes for like $40 a month i mean and these plans have got uh, separate features so then they're actually encouraging companies to uh, 
subscribe to services and move their uh, uh, document and office infrastructure to the cloud yeah exactly i think that's a big threat and that that's a the, that is something that uh, google is not looking at probably as far as i know uh, they they are more tended towards the the consumers as of now uh, but that's a huge space that these guys can get in because adobe is already has this recognition among corporates of being yes. a, you know of being a good company and if they can if they can roll out and address that market it will be it will be a big money maker i think uh, and it comes as long as it is restricted to office uh, i mean business related applications uh, unless they have uh, an email cloud based email service i don't think this offering will be complete given that uh, google yeah. i mean actually has yeah. uh, this whole uh, new platform coming out called google wave which 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 combines google voice which is going to be their phone technology huh. with gmail and chat and documents and everything so i think uh, if at all you need to take control of the entire picture you need to own both the email you need to own documents and you need to have i mean voice as well I mean, just what Google is coming out with. Yeah, that the Google Wave thing, which is something that we'll talk about probably later on. Uh, it just sounds very, very confusing to me. What what that whole what that whole platform is supposed to do? I mean, uh, so probably we can talk about it later on. But so you will you are going to have to do all the explaining when we are talking about that. Yeah, when well, I can for a brief explanation, you can just think of it as something which merges Google Talk, Google Chat, Google Voice, and Gmail in one big client, I and mean, that's the idea. I mean, but coming back to Adobe, actually, I mean, Adobe already has uh, uh, five million users for I mean this Acrobat.com service. So I mean, yeah, they are yeah. going ahead and users are increasing, and and they or they also have future plans to create a unified desktop application built on the Air platform. Now that is also an interesting offering yeah. from Adobe, which has. uh become quite popular yeah the air air platform it, do you think it has become popular because i was of the opinion that uh, air hasn't really taken off as they wanted it to because a lot they, when when they initially came out it was supposed to be this uh, uh, you know the next uh, a step up from flash but that it's never like happened. bringing it to the desktop i mean it's like bringing the whole toolkit to the desktop so they had they already have flex and that 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 is what they are actually unifying it again to flash so earlier they had flash and flex which were like two uh, two very similar but very different kind of uh, technology so they actually cutting some uh, they cutting off some confusion there and air is actually the desktop tool so it's like it's directly competing with uh, uh, i mean microsoft's uh, i mean xaml which is essentially the, the Uh, the the presentation layer for widgets and so on so forth yeah. but i mean air is successful in that there are a lot of uh, popular soft software applications like twitter clients i mean tweet deck oh, yeah. or even twirl all of these are built on air oh oh i've i haven't played a lot with uh, the air platform as such so i wouldn't have enough insights or um, or even criticisms for that particular platform See, I myself has never, never, never agreed with having to install a special library, you know, um, yes. to you know run some other application because I think your operating system always comes with its own uh, system in the sense that I mean on the Mac you have whatever the the native toolkit. So I mean, it's I would prefer uh, much more to use a dashboard widget as against installing Adobe Air and then running TweetDeck on it. So yeah, especially when the whole framework is just two hundred or three hundred MBs. which takes forever to download for i i always hit into this particular snag where i have to download .net for some reason because .net did come in bundled with xp and uh, with xp did not yes yeah so you got to install .net if you have to do a few things or 
so it just gets very uh, it gets annoying very quickly i just don't want to have another thing to install for me that's right and on that note i guess uh, we can end today's show those were all the stories that we had uh, this week uh, that was you fun can, uh, did you realize that we did not have a lot of google or web based stories these times we had we were talking about things that were going to be used on your desktop for example the unite thing uh, opera yeah. which was a desktop client then the thing that we just ended with uh, acrobat which has a mix of both uh, but yeah interesting good so do tell us uh, how you like this show by going to our website and posting your comments uh, you can also follow us on twitter that is uh, i am at twitter.com/walturo uh, that is v u l t u r o and i am at twitter.com/acmahatre uh, don't forget to log on to www.theindicast.com and uh, post your comments you can also write to us at techkamasala@theindicast.com you can send us uh, your queries your your uh, you know technology problems if you have and we'll see if we can uh, address them and uh, just like last time we are still we are going ahead with the indicast 100 uh, episodes donation drive so please log on to our website for more information please donate we are collecting money for a charity and um, because we are going to be completing 100 uh, episodes of indicast so please go ahead check it out if you feel like uh, if you feel like it please donate all right that's about it from me bye bye ಸೋಹೆ ಭುಜಾಚಾರ ಏಕ ದಂತ ಚಂದ್ರಮಾಲ ಲಾಟ ರಾಧೆ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಮ